With Joe Terry, with the original, Danny and the Juniors, you know, you have two anthems of rock and roll. At the hop, I don't care what generation you're in, they know that song and they know the other one. Rock and roll is here to stay. And you had other hits too, but how did all this come about for you, Joe? Well, let's see, I guess high school, you know, we, we used to sing in the uh, men's room. <laughs> in the showers? <laughs> That's where it all started, in the toilet. <laughs> no, but we did. We used to go in the men's room, a bunch of guys, because you had echo. Yeah. You, know? you had all the tile, you know, so, so that was the place to sing, because you sounded great, you know. We couldn't make a mistake. It was fantastic. So we'd all sit around in between classes and sing, you know. And uh, pretty soon you find out that this guy's got a good second tenor and that guy's got a good baritone and bass and so forth and he sings a nice lead and let's do this particular song. And then, then it you know, goes upstairs and you know, you, you're singing outside the schoolyard then you're singing on the corner all night long. Right. You know, until like the neighbors are yelling, yo, you want to shut up, we want to sleep, you know. Then you're in the car singing. You're singing in the car for like hours and hours, and four in the morning you come sneaking in. You know, and your mom beats you up and stuff. You know, I mean, it really becomes like an obsession. And thank goodness uh, we we got lucky with you know our, our first hit at the hop, and we can do this for a living. It's a lot of fun. Where is hometown for you, Joe? We're from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Red. Right? So did you hang around uh, the American Bandstand, or how did that happen? Well, not really. Uh, let's see, we were. 15, I guess, when we started. So bandstand kids were like 16, I guess a little older. When it first started, you know, right. then they start taking kids in any age group. So we're a little like young, you know, for that. You know. But at the hop, did you, the combined group of the uh, of the original group that you were a part of, did you write that or somebody else write that? Uh, Dave White was our writer. He was our first tenor and he was a soda jerk, they used to call it in those days. Yes. He used to make the vanilla Cokes and all that stuff. And, <laughs> And on a napkin, you know, he wrote, actually it was called Do the Bop. So he, he wrote a song called Do the Bop. And then that's, that's the one we went in and recorded. And then uh, we took it to Dick Clark and Dick said, you know, that the bop would be an outdated dance. So why don't you change it to At the Hop? And that's how we get At the Hop out of it. You know, but so. you agree with me, everywhere you go, and it doesn't matter who does a, a rock and roll show or a compilation of rock and roll in those days, At the Hop is has is, is got to be part of it, along with other hits like Whole Lot of Shaking going on. At the Hop's a traditional rock song. Well, it's, you know, it's, it's the theme song of the record hops, you know, which is a part of our culture. You know, record hop is a thing that everybody went to. And, and, and met their wife at or something like that, you know? So fortunately, uh, that, that's why I think it makes the song so memorable to everybody. Did you ever think that 25, 30 years later, we'd all be uh, still doing rock and roll concerts? Myself from the disc jockey side, you from the performing side? Well, I'd like to say I did. Yeah. Did you really? <laughs> but uh, my mom didn't, you know, and all the older folks didn't. And so we got a little mad. And that, in fact, that's the way Rock and Roll Was Here to Stay came about as a song. Uh, record companies uh, told us not to do a rock and roll song for the second record. And uh, we said, no, wait a minute, it's crazy, you know. Dave wrote Rock and Roll Was Here to Stay as a protest to the record company. That's was that it, what it was? Yeah, that's how it, you know, how it came about. Because they were slipping ballads in at that time. Yeah, and they said, you know, this is a fast phenomenon. You had one hit, be thankful, you know, let's do some four aces. And they brought in a vocal coach and, you know, and they brought in this lady choreographer. We start doing these steps. We said, hey, you're crazy. You know, I mean, we really got into a big hassle with these people. And fortunately, when you're hot with a big record like that, you know, you can have the say. So for the second record, we had the say, which was great. What were some of the, uh, the vocal groups uh, that, that were kind of an inspiration to you and the other guys? 
Because I know when you're young, you, you look up to different groups. Did you have any groups that you were favorites? That were favorites? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, legitimately, we liked the four freshmen, mm. okay, because the great harmonies were fantastic. Uh, Frankie Lyman and the teenagers, you know, they could dance and they, they really could do it. Frankie was just a sensational entertainer. Uh, the schoolboys, Five Satins, oh, yeah. like that. So, you know, it's a, we're kind of a copulation of, you know, that both things. You still get as much thrill and kick stepping out on the stage. To me, it appeared like you guys are just having a ball. Yeah, don't tell nobody. <laughs> they might not want to pass. <laughs> oh, I think you'll get paid. But no, do you still have that thrill of stepping out in front of a crowd? Yeah, absolutely, because the crowd hasn't seen you for a while, okay? So, you know, and they come and it's fresh, it's brand new again to them. So if you if, if you do it right, you know, and you and you feedback from, from their responses, it becomes fresh again to you. That's why you can do it every night, because it's different every night. Did you move away from the uh, uh, eastern part of America to Los Angeles? You no, where do you no, live no, now? we didn't. Uh, we, we stayed right where we, we were at. Your uh, roots? Yeah, we, we, we're, we're homegrown South Philadelphia boys, and. You know, that's our neighborhood, and that's where I think we'll be the rest of our lives. It's amazing, Joe, how many people came out of that Philadelphia period because, I guess, of bandstand being there in those days. Uh -huh. But people like uh, uh, Frankie and Avalon and Fabian and uh, and uh, Dion and so many. That mm -hmm. that was the center of it all, wasn't it? Yeah, bandstand had a, had, had quite an impact, you know, because it really it read what the kids really wanted to do and hear and where they were really at, and it was able to put that on television. And, you know... It just the impact of, of that reality, you know, it wasn't contrived, and yeah. I think that's why it was so successful. And it was fresh. Yeah, uh-huh. You yeah. know, kid did a step, and they said, hey, that's great, you know. That's really uh, boppy, and the bop, you know, became... Uh, that's right, I remember... Right, uh, or whatever. Yeah. It was dance to bop and do the bop, and uh, that, that kind of faded, but so many other dance uh, crazies came along, but it didn't matter. At the hop was always the number they played. Yeah, because, you know, they wanted you to go to the record hop, all the jockeys, so, you know, play that song, you know, come on to our record hop, you know. Hey, we ain't stupid. Chicken at the hop, 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 hop. Do the dancing sessions out of 